Hey everyone, Cassie with Abby Thinker here. This is episode number 17. Hello my friends, I hope you're having a phenomenal day today. I am having a really good day. I am excited because today I'm going to share one of my secrets with you. I'm going to share a secret that is what make it, makes my coaching so magical and what is very, very transformative and helpful. So I'm going to talk a little bit today about transforming like fear and anxiety. A lot of times throughout our lives, we spend in anxiety. Um, about 90% of the things we're anxious about never do come to fruition or don't come to fruition the way we thought in our minds. And we spend a lot of our moments to be filled with all of these these fears that hold us back and keep us from the things that we're passionate about or those risky moments that could pay off or those things that we want to do but we're just not sure. And to give more certainty to that brain of yours that is always looking for certainty and reassurance, I want to give you this helpful trick on how to deal with fear and anxiety and things to ask yourself when it pops up. So that's the magic today that I'm going to share with you is these questions. Questions are super helpful when it comes to trying to learn more about yourself, um, learn insights about who you are, what's important to you, what you're afraid of, what your pain points are, and how you can move past them, you have to ask the right questions to get the right answers. And the right answers can lead you to ahas, epiphanies, moments of learning the truth of your truth, learning who you are and how to empower yourself to move forward is by knowing the answers to some questions that sometimes are very cryptic in our own minds. Our minds are like a maze, constantly trying to filter all this information and make assessments about things and trying to make the best judgments and then also trying to deal with all the other things going on for us, like dealing with the things that we are afraid of or the things that we regret or the things that we feel bad about or we think back on or whatever it is that is in your past that your brain is still processing why it's processing seeing all this new information of the present so it can get really crowded up there in your mind the best way to take this brain of ours and tackle it little by little is by getting very clear answers. You only do that by asking the right questions and knowing when to ask them. So let me introduce you to the coaching magic of asking the right questions. So when you learn new perspectives on how to look at things, your brain is fed new information. 
So to create new perspectives, you have to think about things you've never thought about before because it's got to be new to your brain. You have to ask questions you never asked before. This requires a lot of awareness. So you must practice and hone in on your awareness. I have lots of podcasts on awareness. Most of them are my earlier work. And I would advise you highly to go back and listen to those awareness podcasts. But there are also lots of material out there for awareness. Learning to be aware of your mind, body, and kind of what settles in your spirit and your intuition, being very acutely in touch with that, is your human element that we sometimes forget and get very disconnected from. In the world we live in, we live very much outside of ourselves and not so much inside of ourselves. We're always thinking about how to respond to external stimulus and things that are going on in our external world. But a lot of times we don't draw ourselves back in to be very aware of what our intuition is telling us, what our mind is thinking about, what you're thinking about is very important. Because sometimes we think we know what we're thinking about. But have you ever stopped while you were thinking a thought and asked yourself, why am I thinking that? What sparked that? What drove that thought? Many times we don't. If you practice meditation, this is something that helps you gain awareness and learn to pinpoint your thoughts. They like to state it in a way, most meditative teachers, uh, I say most, but there's lots of forms of meditation. You have to find the one that's right for you. But the ones that I enjoy highly are when you sit and you're fully and totally acceptant that you're a human who thinks thoughts, that you're never going to make those clear out of your mind and completely empty your head. But instead, you welcome the thoughts, but you step outside of yourself to just witness them, not play into them. Once you've gotten really good at awareness and you've learned to pinpoint when you're thinking, because it's just as important about why you're thinking it is when you're thinking it. It's a good tactic to learn your triggers, your moments of fear and anxiety, the things that fuel you to feel like you're shaking and like you can't do it or you're inadequate or incapable, not ready, fearful, doubtful, and all the things that feel yucky and give us a lot of anxiety. These emotions are natural emotions and learning to be fearless is resisting your natural emotions. So the goal isn't to learn to be fearless, but I like to think of fearlessness as a different definition. Doesn't mean the lack of fear, but it means in the face of fear, you choose to stand taller than fear itself. So in order to do that, you have to learn to ask the right questions of your fear. You almost demask it. Kind of like if you ever watched Scooby-Doo as a kid, they <laughs> they would um, investigate these monsters and ghouls and all kinds of crazy villains. And these villains seemed like they were doing phenomenal, amazing tricks that were very real and believable tricks, okay? They were believable. The ghost seemed like it was a ghost because it did these tricks. And a human couldn't do that. So the mind would believe that in fact it is a ghost. 
but then they would come along and they would literally strip down the villain from their masquerade. They would explain, like scientists, each of the tricks and how the villain did it so that they could demask that villain and make it just a human and just a human and not a monster. And that's what we should do of our fears. We should make them just a feeling, not an ominous situation we can't handle. But in order to do that, you have to ask questions of your fear to literally give it no ground to stand on. Because the more questions you ask, the more you can come to realistic answers. These answers will bring you to things like, why you were thinking the fear? Is the fear even valid? Is the fear something subconsciously built within you and has nothing to do with what is actually in front of you? Because that can happen a lot. Many times our fears and anxieties are built into us from past things we've experienced that no longer are even maintaining the anxieties. It's something new maintaining the anxiety, so they don't even fit with what is actually giving us anxiety. It's only giving us anxiety because it's a habit. It's a routine of your mind, and your mind is habitual in these things because that's the way we've always worked, and it's kept us safe this far. So it's doing the best it can with that information. So in order to give it new information, you have to question and analyze your fear. So let me give you the secret sauce right now of the questions you can ask yourself in moments of fear. So the questions that you need to ask yourself in the moments of fear, when you feel that fear sinking in and you start to see it, is to step outside of yourself for a second and question the fear. Try to reason and logically see something outside of what you're feeling. The first thing to ask yourself is what am I actually afraid of? This seems simple and obvious, but by simply stepping outside to ask yourself this question directly, what am I actually afraid of? The keyword actually helps pinpoint the real reason you're actually afraid. And from there, you can take that to ask questions of the real reason you're afraid. And maybe it's not even something logical. This happens a lot. Our fears are usually very generalized fears, fears of an overall instead of a specific. When we get more specific, we're really not as afraid as we might think we are. The other question to ask yourself is, do I feel like I can handle the process? Do I feel like I can handle the outcome? Am I afraid of the process or the result? This seems like a long thing to think of and ask, but if you ask yourself of whether you're afraid of the process or the result, you can get more clear upon exactly what it is that you're fearing. Sometimes we're not afraid of doing the action, and so therefore we're stuck in fear, unable to actually perform the action, when in fact we're really just afraid of the result. And if we come to terms and grips with maybe the result is not even what we think it is, that is just something we're afraid might happen, then we can move past what we're getting stuck with. Do I feel confident in my abilities to perform this, do this, or have this? Sometimes it's not a question of the thing itself that we're afraid of, but whether we can uphold our own abilities. If we're capable of something, sometimes our fear of inadequacy or that we're just not enough 
can be easily tackled when we give ourselves the proper credit and we think back on things that when we have been enough and done enough and had all the abilities within us already. Am I pressuring myself to make a decision quickly when I don't have enough information? This one is a good one because it rationalizes your anxiety. Simply by asking yourself whether you're putting the pressure on you, you're the reason, you're the problem, can give a good insight to what you're actually anxious and fearful of. Once you take the pressure off yourself, sometimes the fear and anxiety go away. Do I know someone who has been in the same position I am who can give me a more clear picture of what is abstract or scary? This is a good one. Simply by asking yourself if there's people and resources that you need in order to no longer feel afraid and anxiety, you're not literally changing the anxiety with you. Am I doing this to protect myself from a particular outcome? Sometimes we're afraid of all these other, these wild, crazy options we come up with in our head that might happen if we proceed with something or if we do something that we are, in fact, afraid of something that may never even come to pass. So it's a form of protecting yourself. And sometimes you can just de-arm it, saying, well, the likelihood of that happening is, and then give yourself some real information and think about the good things that might happen instead of the bad. Our brain is wired to think of the bad to keep us safe. So instead of trying to keep yourself safe, step outside and take off that protection and think of the possibilities instead of what could go wrong. You, but instead you're saying, yeah, okay, I may be afraid of this, but has there been somebody in my situation that can ease the fear? Give me a little reassurance that they've been through it and this is how they handled it. Sometimes just knowing that you have the people and resources to go to can solve the problem in and of itself. After talking to someone who's been in the same situation or particular instance, you can realize that all humans go through this and it's not as scary as it might seem and they made it through just fine and so will you. Whatever it is that you need the reassurance on, it's helpful to sometimes have an outside perspective. That's why this question is really a good one. The other questions to ask yourself are things like, am I scared of what someone might think of me? And if that's the case, what will their negative opinion actually affect in my life? This is a good one for people who have a lot of trouble with feeling inferior or feeling like everyone is judging them, feeling that they are constantly being looked at and, and people are making assessments about who they are and why they're doing it and what they're doing. This is something I struggled with a few years back very heavily. I used to be very afraid and scared of what people might think of me if I spoke out who I truly was. But after I realized that there's nothing to be afraid of because people's negative opinions are just that, they don't actually affect my life in any form more than what I give them the power to do, it literally deflates that balloon, that fear balloon that likes to loom over us thinking that someone's right over our shoulder making assessments and judgments about us doesn't have as much effect and power on us if we realize their negative opinions aren't really going to affect who we are or how our lives turn out. Instead, you give the ability to think, well, what does it matter what they think of me? Does it actually affect my life? No, probably not. So this can de it just in asking that question. 
Questions to ask introspective positions of your fears are fantastic ways to get to the truth. Being able to disarm and demask your villainous fears can make life so much easier. You have to learn to get to the root of why you're scared and asking the right questions can get you there. These are just a few coaching questions I ask of my clients in the moments when you can tell they're afraid to take action or afraid of a situation they're encountering. Don't worry if you feel fear. Fear is a natural thing, but conquering it is always at your disposal. You can always do that. Sometimes it can be really hard to do this on our own. Asking ourselves questions when we're so close to the situation can be really hard for some people. Sometimes you're too close to see the things as clearly as if you could step outside and have an outsider's perspective like a friend be able to talk you through it. So if this is you and you have trouble seeing the forest through through the trees, don't worry. You can always reach out to people and friends around you, or you could hire a life coach. Life and health coaches are fantastic people to ask questions about your fears. They can help you tackle fears that you may not even realize were holding you back and keeping you stuck. So if that's you, please contact me at happythinkerlifecoach.com. I'd love to be your coach. I hope today's information was really helpful to you, and I hope you go out there and smash those fears and start doing phenomenal things in spite of being afraid. Being afraid is natural and human, but you are phenomenally inhuman. You're a spirit, not just a body, a mind, and a human being. You have all of your resources available to you at any time you choose to use them. So I hope that these questions help you get to your root fears. Okay, guys, I will talk to you real soon. And Happy Thinker is out today.